Hello, beautiful people. Today's episode with Helen Hall is all about the fear of failure and making mistakes, but in a way that you may have not heard it yet. It is a beautiful reframe for you. And I'm excited for you to hear Helen's story. Helen is the founder of Blender Bombs. If you don't know what Blender Bombs are, you might have seen them in Whole Foods. They are a nutrient-dense superfood that, so if you love smoothies or just eating deliciousness plain, then I recommend that you try them out. But this conversation is really cool because it's not just about failure um, in our personal lives and business. It's really, we even go into spiritual and energetics and some cool things that she's experienced in her life and even fun things like uh, synchronicities, like meeting Emma Watson, quote unquote, randomly. But anyway, this is a really fun conversation and I'm excited for you to hear it. So get ready to meet Helen. And if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. Do it because you love it and you want to reciprocate and you want to put this energy out into the world because if this is helping you, if this is inspiring you, then it will do the same for others, searching for the truth and answers that they already have inside of them. You don't need to be fixed. No one needs to be fixed. We all just need to remember how amazing we are. So if you want to contribute to that, leave a review, share it with a friend, tag me on, tag me and Helen on Instagram. Um, there's also a link to donate to if you want to support the show in that way in the show notes. And we love you. We appreciate you. Without any further ado, y'all, let's do this thing. Enjoy this episode with Helen. Welcome to the Feeling Free Podcast. My name is Ben Harris, also known as the Fear Guy. My job is to help you feel more free in your life with the love and relationships, self-worth, and much more. I'm happy you're here. I love you. I believe in you. Let's break free from fear together. Helen, how are you? Thank you for being here. Just um, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm actually in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I'm doing great because I just was on a five day boat cruise in Antigua. Mm-hmm. And it was I think I could live on a boat. It was the most magical <laughs> vacation of my life. Really, the best one for sure. Because wow. I'm with like my best friends. I'm with seven of my best friends. We're on a boat so like we're contained you know we're not finding other like vices or whatever to distract us or mm. you know going out and partying to distract us like we actually bonded and there's a private chef and like um amazing so we had three meals a day made for us with local caribbean food it was oh. prime <laughs> that's perfect it just it sounds to me like a like an accidental retreat basically yeah totally and the best part is it was free for because one of the girls that I went with like got um, a promotional deal with them and she was able to take like seven of her friends. That's amazing. And so all we had to do was pay for our flights. So maybe that's why it was the best trip ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but private chef on a boat with the, with the homies. That sounds so good. Um, I'm excited for you for being here. So I wanted to I want to start this off by telling you how I um, found blender bombs is it let's do that so i so this was 2000 well when did you start the company what year 2017 okay so i moved what so beginning of 2019 i moved to upstate south carolina for a job um so i was recruited accept the job and this was like the precursor to one of the most difficult like definitely the most difficult year of my life but it was um happened perfectly like it prepared me and like catapulted me 
you know how like the cheesy quote of like an arrow can't be like launched forward until it's pulled back that's exactly yeah. like what was happening south carolina will do it to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i actually went back um a, okay. month, a month ago to like reflect on all that different thing but anyway i was in south carolina so there was a local a local store that they were like advertising it you know they had it like on the display it was showcased and i was like oh that looks dope and i'm a fiend like smoothies i have one every single day so i was like yes. oh this this so this looks awesome so i was like oh let's let me let me go try try these and i love them and something just different about it uh has always resonated with me but i wanted to tell you and then since then you've gifted a couple um you've gifted some product for retreats and people have loved them at like my retreats and so with all of that said i'm curious and i know you've told the story but i don't know in its entirety and we're going to get into some deeper things here from this i know but how did you first like get the blender bomb idea okay so it just like hit like a ton of bricks um mm -hmm. have you read the book big magic yes okay so you know how they talk about how there's like these ideas floating around everywhere and when they come to you you can either you know take action on it or not and it'll go to someone else yes. i think it was i really do think it was one of those instances but i had been making basically like deconstructed blender bombs ever since i was in college because i gained 30 pounds when i was in college and struggled to lose it just because i had binge eating episodes a lot <laughs> i loved chocolate mm -hmm. and i just just the whole like keto paleo vegan 100 vegan i just did every fad diet possible cabbage soup diet military diet 1200 calories a day i did all that and none of them would work long term and mm -hmm. i started working with my physician just about binge eating in particular and sugar cravings and he gave me a list of like just different, all the nuts and seeds to try and put in my smoothie every day to get mm. a variety of nutrients, just like complete plant diversity. And um, every essential amino acid, every essential fatty acid, omega-3s, like everything I was missing that was leading a lot to cravings. Um, and so I started putting those in my smoothies, changed my life, really changed my life after like a week of doing it. Um, became a personal trainer after college, trying to get my clients to make the same smoothie recipe I made in college. They would not because it took like 15 minutes. So then the idea just literally came into my head one day when I was in my apartment, like, why don't I just take all these ingredients, put them in a bowl, get some dates and a little bit of natural honey, mix it all together, figure out what size the ball needs to be to have the right proportions in one ball. And so I did, all, I love math, like obsessed with math. Oh, so cool. I did all the calculations real quick and went to Costco, bought the ingredients, made the ball, put it in my smoothie. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually really good. <laughs> and I gave it to my clients. And then it just kind of started growing from there organically. So, so this is, so I'm happy you, you told that, but it sounds so simple and I believe it is more mm -hmm. simple than we make it, but there's so much to that story. So like, so why did you, because, I like, I like actually how you brought up the book, Big Magic, because that actually talks a lot about fear in that book. Like, Oh, yeah, I have a lot to think, say about fear. <laughs> oh, really? Well, let's just go. What do you have to say? Because that's, of course, my wheelhouse. So, yeah, of course. And so this is a big part of my story, too, is my brother is a year and a half older than me. So he's 29 and he has learning disabilities, but he has mm -hmm. very high functioning learning disabilities. Um, 
you might not even know that he has learning disabilities until you realize he doesn't stop talking and you're like, wait, something's <laughs> off. <laughs> um, but so growing up, it would be little things like he just would forget to shut the door. Like he would just never shut the door. And no matter how many times we would ask him to shut the door, like he just won't shut the door. You know, you have to be behind him and shut the door or um, he'll leave the oven on just very ADD, um, nothing you can do to help it really. Mm -hmm. And so in my household, it was such a safe place to make mistakes and to, to my, every time I would make a mistake or do something wrong or not do something that I was asked to do, like, it was just so much grace and my parents would not reprimand me. They would more like educate me on why I needed to do it instead of like getting mad at me for not doing something or forgetting to do something or doing something wrong. So my brother did a lot of stuff wrong and I would do a lot of stuff wrong, but I was never berated for it. And so I never developed this like fear of rejection or Mm -hmm. fear of failure from my household growing up. Helen, and that I is why this. I know, right? It's crazy. And I didn't even realize this until I think it was six months ago, I was recording a podcast and they were asking me something similar. And I was like, oh my God, that's where it's from. Cause mm. I never thought about it. I just did. I just mm-hmm. take action. I never reflected on why I was able to take action without being scared to fail. I love that so much. How many siblings do you have? Just him. Okay, perfect. Cause yeah, I wonder, cause I mean, some parents, obviously you gotta, you gotta treat every kid differently because they're an individual but i love how they also applied that that method to you um which i think is rare because a lot of parents you know of course i you know i imagine like every household is not perfect but they could have just lost their shit you know what i mean and like tried to be more perfect i've seen that with people i've worked with that is usually what happens is they develop a perfectionism which is the fear of never being good enough, which you would never allow yourself to fail or make a mistake. And I love this so much that you actually, it was encouraged. So Mm -hmm. did they actually like tell you to do it or you were just not, it was naturally just like you felt their energy and their love and like support in that way. I think it was more natural. Like I can't tell you one, there's only one time where they ever like had to sit me down and be like, don't do this. And it was when I lied about something and when I cheated on a test. <laughs> oh, cool. um, but other than that, like anytime I would have an idea, they, if I was like, I want to make this necklace, my dad would be like, get in the car, we're going Hobby Lobby. Or mm. if I'm like, I want to make this purse, my mom's like, here's all the supplies for the purse. Any sort of creativity thing, they totally encouraged. Um, they didn't encourage, they were kind of strict about like who I hung out with, which was annoying growing up. And I still have mixed feelings on that. But at the end of the day, whatever they did worked. But um, yeah. So also my brother is high functioning enough to know that some he's not like, he's not normal, I guess is the right word. Like he's, he does have disabilities. So he knows that he's different. And mm. if my parents treated me differently than him, he would call him out for it. Mm. So it's almost like he was an accountability person for them. I love that. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, this is so cool. So like when you were, I'm curious now, I mean, we might work backwards. So do you ever have a thought about like the business failing or not no. working? Literally never. Wow. Ellen, this it's is amazing. It's magical. I know. <laughs> it's magical. Yeah. And I've had business, like I've had other things fail, but it's like on to the next. <laughs> like that Ariana Grande song, thank you, next. <laughs> 
Do you know? Yeah, so I know you said you might have realized this like six months ago, but do you know how, do you really know how magical this is though? Mm-mm. I do okay, not. Well, I'm going to really hype you up and like blow the air in the burr, 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 burr. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just because okay. it really is just, and for me, of course, I'm biased and I see so much of this, but it's true for everyone, um, especially what I've seen in women, right? Um, is, and I work with men too, but it's different, but meaning like the whole rejection piece and it's like, we're trying to be so perfect that we really never allow ourselves a mistake um, because you just like assign this black and white forever, like heavy, just lingering belief that literally if you fail once, it's, it means that you're a failure forever. So, so you never think about it. That's crazy. So do you, and do you, if you ever make a quote unquote mistake, I imagine you, you don't linger on it. How do you learn from it? How do you lead your team? I'm just curious. Do you just I kind of brush it off? I always admit my mistakes. No, mm. I always like vocalize them. And with what we were talking about before this call, like that's one of the things that I was talking with one of my coworkers about is like, if you make a mistake, you just admit to it. And that's 1000 times better than like trying to cover something up because we're all human. Like it would be insane for a leader in any capacity to like think that no one's going to make a mistake. You know, you just do everyone, everyone makes mistakes. It's expected, but you just have to own up to it. But also you have to be able to just put systems in place to not do it again. So if you, you know, who he is, Aubrey Marcus, of course, mm -hmm. he, I think a recent podcast I listened to of his was talking about the universe and like the universe conspiring to help you. And I do yeah. believe that that's what happened with me with blender bombs, but it's not because I was like, you know, what I said sounded simple. It wasn't just like, Oh, one day I had this idea to make blender bombs and then it just freaking blew up. No, it was like every day I was putting in so much work for personal development. Like I was putting in hours and hours and hours of personal development every day in between training sessions, like, and I think that what Aubrey Marcus said resonated with me is like you, if the universe or whatever you believe in sees you putting in the work and sees you trying, they'll make it happen for mm -hmm. you. And so that's, I just know that if I put hustle into something and I, and I actually like put my heart in it and my time in it and the systems in place, like, and it's meant to be, it'll work. But there's been several businesses that have failed. So like we tried a meal prep service and that failed. Mm. And it, I'm not going to like, I wasn't scared that it would fail, but I noticed like, wow, we're not profitable. And it's been like two months, you know, I can either, I can either put more, waste more money into it until it becomes profitable, or I can just pull it and stick with what is profitable, which is the smoothie bar, you know? And then same thing with like, the smoothie bar one time we tried to add, we tried to make it a marketplace instead of just a smoothie bar and that didn't work. Like people are going to go to Whole Foods or Costco. They just are. And so you just change your business model. You just adjust. It's not, it's not failure. I guess it's just adjustment. Yeah. It's, it, this is really cool. Um, there's so, there's so many things in here. Like it's just, it's just adjustments. Do you take, so I'm curious, do you take anything personal? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> if, if I hurt someone that uh -huh. if I like upset someone or like hurt someone's feelings, that kills me. 
Mm. I don't necessarily take it personally, but it kills me. So for instance, we filmed with Shark Tank Mm. and we didn't get an investment from them. But like, I didn't take that personally at all, you know, because I think as long as you have closure about something and you under, you ask why it's a no, like, then there's no reason to take it personally. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned earlier about hustle. I'm curious because like anything, when you're starting something, right, is you are going to put a lot of time and effort and energy. And to me, that's just all an investment, right? Of it's all the above. It's money, it's time. Did you ever dislike it or did, were you always, even with all that time and effort, did you enjoy it? I always enjoyed it. And immediately when I did start feeling annoyed by whatever task I had to do, that's when I knew like it was time to hire someone to take over that task. Mm. It's just like with coworkers if or employees, I guess, but like if there's someone that you're not vibing with or that the team isn't vibing with, like you got to cut the cord because you don't want resentment to build up. Mm-hmm. So this is, so this is rare um, because with the whole quote unquote hustle mentality, right? It's like what it comes off as is that you need to do things that you hate forever. I know. That's why I hate the name hustle for the smoothie bar. <laughs> I really do. Really? I that name. Yeah. So, so are you going to change it or just leave it? I don't know. I got to think about it. <laughs> it's already such a brand that it'd be like hard to change it. But also the girl who did pick the name doesn't work with us anymore. So I could change it. I just don't know. <laughs> I love how you just openly just like admit that though. It's like you literally have a whole like smoothie bar and lo- locations with this name and you say you don't like it. <laughs> I don't because of, yeah. of exactly what you're saying is triggering. Mm. So I love this because when you see that name, it's like, oh, like Helen, you know, and like G- the hush up and hustle, like all that type of thing. Right. So I love getting clarification on this because it seems like you do operate within a lot of enjoyment and ease and like just enjoying the entire process and joyful, being joyful about it. So what is your mindset and like perspective of just like what you hold the whole triggering, like you got to grind until you die, ba- whole mentality. Oh, no, 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 no. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hush up and hustle. Like, I guess that, that was for everyone listening. That was what the brand was at the very beginning before we mm-hmm. changed it to like blender bombs. Um, and it was like my Instagram name for a little bit before I got tired of it. But <laughs> <laughs> hush up and hustle sounds like. And I understand the confusion to, for a lot of people. It sounds like shut up and put in the work. Yeah. But really, it's like hush up, take a nap, and hustle. You know, mm. it's like both. But I operate in the um, what's it called? Parasympathetic nervous system all the time. Yeah. I really do. I don't do things that stress me out for the most it, part. So this is good. You do. You you're very chill. So chill. <laughs> I so chill. This is cool. Does I that surprise shower people? Like once a week, yeah, it does. <laughs> it surprises people once a week. But to me, chill is like laying in my bed and work, looking at my computer for eight hours straight and just knocking shit out. I have a message. 
for all of the coaches, the creators, the healers, the light workers, the visionaries, the teachers, the guides out there. I want you to know that your voice needs to be heard. Your message must be shared and it's time for your gifts to be magnified. People are waiting for wisdom that only you can deliver. You are ready and I want you to stop pretending like you're not ready. Those people, you right now listening, the one that is just getting that ping in your system, this deep knowing and confirmation in your body and soul, deep into your bones, you know you're ready. The power and truth you seek are within you, but there is something keeping you small, disempowered, and doubtful. That thing is fear. Fear is the reason you're not believing in your unique offering and message. It's the reason why you're not saying yes to the next level of success in your business. It's why you're not launching the offering or the book or the podcast that you feel would change everything. It's the reason why you're not quote unquote ready yet and you keep procrastinating. It's the reason you're not stepping into your full power and authority. Regardless of how it's masqueraded, that thing keeping you small is fear because your body, your soul, your nervous system wants to keep you safe. And so which also keeps you small because it tries to protect you from imaginary harm, illusory harm. And so I have a message for every healer and coach and creator that is out there. And it comes in the form of a new eight week online course for you with me. So through eight weeks, we're going on a journey together to dive into your fear and uproot those stories that are keeping you small, keeping you in fear, keeping you disempowered and disconnected from your truth. The best takeaway that I can say that you're going to get from this is you're going to claim your power. You are going to share your gifts and you're going to live your purpose. So if you know that thing that you've been wanting to talk about on Instagram or on in a podcast or teach yoga or through your art or through your voice, whatever that is, and you have a fear of being seen, you have a fear of being rejected, you have a fear of failing, making mistakes, being judged, you feel like you don't know enough, you don't have enough confidence, you're trying to control everything because you have perfectionism and you fear the unknown or you don't trust yourself, you have imposter syndrome, you're afraid of asking for money because you feel like um, you don't want to take money from people, you have a fear of owning your power and standing out because you'll be cast out and abandoned by people you love. There's so many different reasons and fears that are holding you back and really keeping your gift from being shared out into the world. So if this message vibes with you big time, then make sure you go to the link in my bio because this new course for coaches and creators, it's called Fear Alchemy. And ooh, this is a goodie. So if you feel like you have a message, you have this gift, but you're not sharing it with the world with unwavering confidence, this is for you. So go to feeling-free.com slash fear-alchemy if you would like to sign up or just go to the link in my bio if you feel that call and you really are someone you feel like you have a special purpose on this earth but you're not living it because fear is keeping you small and holding back this is for you i can't wait to see you there's an amazing community already signing up and we are oof, just feel that power of everyone transmuting their fear alchemizing their fear and sharing their gifts with unwavering confidence it just gives me chills so go sign up um registration closes on the 25th of june go to the link in the description so you can sign up my friends and if you're listening obviously you're listening to this specific episode 
um, you can use the code Helen and you can get $111 off. That's 111. You can get $111 off of your purchase for signing up for the course. So use the code Helen so we know that you came from this episode. All right, y'all. Let's get back into this convo. Do you know that your I human, like doing? Do you know your yes, human projector. design? Oh, okay. Huh? I love it. Does you know that make sense now? Yeah. So that's what I am too. <laughs> Most people who are entrepreneurs or have podcasts are projectors straight up mm -hmm. most influencers are projectors yeah it's in, it's I just want to tell people what to do <laughs> well it's both because we observe we see things differently yeah totally we do we are birds in the trees yes. and we see the big picture and that's why like it's easy for me to um what's the right word delegate it's very easy for me to delegate that's why i don't get stressed out because if i notice something stressing me out i'll delegate it to someone else who's better equipped to handle it or it comes naturally too that's so that's so interesting um do you know who else is a projector um emma watson is she yeah oh i love that too that her, makes actually sense. you met yeah, her i met her and we talked about human design isn't that what? crazy when was I this met her at, i met her at a smoothie bar in big sur it was three people in the entire smoothie bar and she sat right next to me and she was talking about something and I butted in and was like, hey, do you know what human design is? And she was like, actually, I just got back from a four day human design retreat in Sedona. What? And I was like, well, I know you're a projector. But <laughs> <laughs> <And> so am I. <laughs> um, wow. And I'm trying to think of who else. Actually, so my first four hires were all projectors and I didn't even know it. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I was going to say Kanye West. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> such a projector mm -hmm. this is the boss telling people what to do <laughs> that's so interesting that's cool i love that so it's with like your superpower like your like superpowers it's very it's like for me i love this because i am just like getting to know you and that's mm -hmm. what i think like people listening and that's where, like really what it is is like like getting like to know you and all, all that fun stuff what is another thing that like people, what's something that when people come to work for you, like what are they surprised about with you personally? I think they're just surprised about the grace and like not having fear. Like uh, the same environment I grew up in with my house, like I try to create that environment with mm -hmm. um, the team as well, that like just a 0% chance that I'll ever be mad at something that you did, you know? <laughs> cool. Because honesty is like what's important and everything can be fixed and at the end of the day like we're a company that sells freaking nuts and seeds like what are we <laughs> gonna do you know <laughs> i would be happy living in an rv park in austin if something mm. was to ever happen um but i think another thing that surprises people is i don't exercise very much like i mm. do 10 minutes a day of bodyweight workout even though i used to be a personal trainer i got burnt out from it and it like mm. i don't know Sometimes I do it. If I'm about to like go on a vacation, I'll work out maybe like twice a week for a little bit. But another thing that surprises people is I rarely shower and I rarely wash my hair. But like I hate, I hate getting wet. I hate water. Really? I hate it. I use like body wipes <laughs> twice a day, but I hate getting, I hate being cold. Mm, so you definitely don't take, you don't do, you're not a fan of the cold plunge life. Mm-mm. <laughs> couldn't pay me to <laughs> that's funny 
I'm a fan of fasting and like other stimulating mm-hmm. situations, but cold plunge, it's not going to be for me. And also, I don't know if this is true, but I read somewhere that the more that you get your hair wet, like the, this could totally be a lie. I'm probably just like spewing lies, but the more that you get your hair wet, it expands and contracts your hair follicles and it leads to hair thinning. Hmm. And I have good hair. I have thick hair. I actually <laughs> used to wear hair extensions in college. Uh-huh. And then when I changed my lifestyle and started incorporating like the smoothies, my hair texture completely changed. It's like uh-huh. mind blowing. That That is very interesting. Like, so with, so to finish, I didn't really finish my thought about like the, like superpower stuff. So to me, it seems um, a somewhat fearlessness with like, not afraid of mistakes or rejection. And to me, that's what comes into like adaptability. And I just relate that into my own life is that it's, it's like, yeah, I never, it's just like, if something quote unquote fails, it's like, okay. And it's just like immediately to the next thing. Right. Um, But there's so many people and I'm happy that we're talking about this right now because I'm actually launching um, a course for coaches, creators, and healers. So the leaders, the visionaries, the teachers, entrepreneurs, whatever, um, who are not doing the thing or saying the thing or being the thing because of fear of blank or fear of whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to break this down because this really does, it's so for, it's foreign to a lot of people. And I love hearing about your background but is there anything that you do worry about like with the business? Cause I love how you said, even if it fails, quote unquote, you'll be fine with that. And I think that's such a powerful place that actually makes you more abundant. And even with money, like money, you yeah. become even more powerful with money if you're not afraid to lose it. Yeah. So the other thing is I also, you know, I say if something doesn't work, like it's just on to the next, but I try literally everything before I go to the next Mm. like I try everything possible and if it still fails that's like with relationships you know Mm. girls have this problem a lot they try literally everything and if it still doesn't work and it's like normally the guy has to end things with the girl is usually what happens because girls just have that naturally where they they don't want to give up and they're very loyal but um then same thing with like business I don't fear, I really don't, because I just know that there's always solutions. You know, financially, if we get into a bind, I can bring on capital. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, I've done everything honest. I've done everything, like, I haven't done anything wrong or illegal. Like, there's nothing <laughs> that would stop someone from wanting to inject uh-huh. capital in the business. That So the only thing I do worry about is, like, finances, because it's so expensive to grow and we haven't brought on any investors yet. But I also know that if I need that one day, which I'm sure I will, then we can get it. That's impressive. You've, you've had zero investors so far. Right. Yeah. We started with $300 and that nuts. It's I just thought of the best dad joke. That's nuts and seeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was a good one. Good job. Good job. Props. Props. So you you started that's crazy so like so has it just been like the like the revenue that you've made and just reinvesting reinvesting Mm -hmm. saving every penny i saved 
so much the first year and it was just me. Um, and so I saved, saved, saved. And then we just got, we just started working with a group for like a line of credit, like a revolving line of credit mm-hmm. for POs and just to help us fund POs and like retailers. Cause that's, that's where it gets expensive to grow. But yeah, we've done it all. The smoothie bar, everything. We reinvested money into the smoothie bar and like the smoothie bar is a wholesale account for blender bombs. It's a separate LLC, but sales, you know, so blender bombs makes money from the smoothie bar and then the smoothie bar makes money from blender bombs. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to franchise that one day. That's like probably going to be a while. I thought it was going to be quicker than it was, but <laughs> I'm trying to just focus my energy on blender bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's all been just reinvesting and I just try to really save though. Like I, I still don't spend much money. I go through waves, but I really don't spend much money. Mm, that's interesting. And this question just popped up into my mind. Um, this is really good. Like I love, and this is part projector life and part just you, like your uniqueness of just doing things differently. And like, you don't have to, because so many people think it's like, you have to do business this one way or be happy this one way or have be a relationship one way or so many different things. Mm-hmm. So how do you view, you know, one day with like, this is, I guess kind of like a two part question because with women who start businesses, it's, I, it's such like a mix and I've seen this trend. It's where it's like, they don't know, like they want to be feminine, but they want to have a business and it's like, they want to be a mom. And it's like, so I have my mindset. It's like, you can be all, all everything as long as it's aligned with you. But what is your mindset with like being feminine, but owning a business and like doing all the things? So I think I have a good balance for the most part. And, but mm-hmm. like the good balance is, with relationships i love when the other person is in charge like because i spend all day Mm -hmm. making decisions and telling people what to do and like working but when it comes to the relationship i want some i want to be led helen you literally can't keep going you said the words out of my mouth (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i want to be led and um then but like i know that my weaknesses that I've had that I've I don't know why I have these maybe I need to look into it but I tend to have you ever read the book it's like an attachment book like anxious attachment secure attachment and avoidant attachment yeah it's called so yeah attach so Mm -hmm. I'm like 90% secure but then there's one part of me that constantly wants to repeat myself repeat myself and like say it five different ways to make sure that I get 100% of the point across Mm. and that's so annoying but like I always do that (laughs) so that's where it's that is like a dragon i guess but um that's a kind of a masculine thing that i do it bothers me that i do it because like it would bother me if someone did it to me i'm like i get it i get it the first time i'm just choosing not to take action on it you know Mm, that's cool and i love hearing from you as an like as an example because there's so much talk and knowledge about it but it's like you were actually, you know, having the business and doing the thing. And so it's cool to hear it's like you can do both and it's like whatever you want to practice and embody that you can do. Um, so with repeating yourself, that's just 
you, so that's in in relationships in the masculine feminine dynamic or is that in other things um i think it's in several things it's like yeah i think it's with like with the business too like if i want the team to do something or like think a certain way i'll just like repeat it over and over again like several times over the course of two or three months and just to make sure triple quadruple five <laughs> times check everyone understands you know mm -hmm. well why but, i uh, mean so why is that bad because i know i'm doing it out of fear of people not listening even though they are boom so yeah so what if they don't listen we move on where <laughs> I, I repeat it another way or I look into why no one's listening. Yeah, like, so what is the fear? Like, if they don't listen, what happens? Nothing. <laughs> Just, like, want them to listen. <laughs> and they do. Like, I don't have any issues with the team. They usually, they always listen, you know? So there's no need for me to be repeating myself. But they always listen. Interesting. I mean, I can think of like two mistakes that people have made and that's it. That's impressive. Yeah. So it's like why you repeat yourself. I mean, it's, I know. to me, it's not even a bad thing. And it might be worse than like what I'm perceiving. It's worse in relationships than the team. Mm, okay. So you're, you're repeating themselves because like you want them to do the thing? Mm -hmm. Or to change, which like that's not up to me. Okay. So it's, so I, I assumed it was this, but it's controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Badgering. <laughs> Badgering. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It's like, I mean, it's, it's not a completely bad thing. It's like, of course, you want things to go well and, and go your way. But the ironic thing is like when you try and, to me and what I've seen, and especially for you of like, it seems like you, one of my mantras that I use is like, I take aligned action and let the outcome surprise me. So, so it seems like you really... I love how you read so many books. Have you read the book Surrender Experiment? Mm-mm, but I will. You like, you'll love this one. So it's, okay. do you know Michael Singer? Yes. So The Untethered Soul. So it's like, it's like a, so like a spiritual adventure book for an entrepreneur. So essentially he just surrenders to anything that the universe gives him, right? The whole concept of what you said before about the universe is conspiring. Oh, I need that, yeah. So it's lit like literally he just says yes. Even if it's things that he doesn't want, like... It's crazy how he starts with, he's like a hippie in Florida with a van and then he grows to be a CEO of like this um, tech company. So cool. And he never had like a goal. It was I all didn't have like, a goal either. So, oh, Helen, talking about that because that's such another business thing. And if like- Oh my God, I've never made a business plan in my life. Oh man, talk about this. This is good. I, I do believe I'm like that too. Like I just go with my intuition on, on most things, not all of them. Cause like what we were talking about before this call, like I know what my intuition says, but sometimes I fight back on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but with business stuff, I don't try to force things a lot and I never had a goal. Like the goal was never to make money. It was never to, it was like to help people, you know? And I still don't have a business plan. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have a business plan. Someone else can do that. Um, but I also don't like, and maybe I'm wrong for this, but a lot of successful people will write down their to-do list and write down their goals every day. And I've never been one to do that. 
I just never, never, ever. I mean, I would like try it for a little bit and then stop. Mm. But even my to-do list is just, I mark my, I email myself something to do and I mark it as in red until it's done. But I just I keep a running list in my head about what's the most important things to do. And then, or like what I need to do, but I only remember the important things. So it works out. That's so <laughs> but also Because I tried the writing to-do list. I never got anything done. I never finished it. I just always <laughs> did what was most important. That's, so how, this is fascinating because with all these things, how have, I'm, I imagine with the personal development, the business courses, like the advice that you've gotten, they probably will say like, Helen, like you need capital. Ellen, you need to do it this way. Helen, you need to have a business plan, right? All the time. So how have you stayed true to yourself? Because I believe that if I did those other stuff, the business would grow quicker, but I would also be stressed and I would be on someone else's timeline and I would not wake up every day excited to work because I would know that like I would have the pressure of having to pay someone back. Mm. So it just, it seems you value and like enjoying the process a lot. Yes. In order for us to have, I, I would have to replace myself as CEO if we got, if we needed capital and got that in there, which I would be happy to do. You know, but I'm not going to be the CEO if we have capital because I don't want that responsibility. I'll stick. I'll move to like a marketing position, which this I like. Is, this is cool. It seems. It seems like you just know yourself. I do. I know what I like and I don't spend time on things I don't like doing. And so cooking is one of those things, for example, <laughs> like I hate mm -hmm. cooking. I do not enjoy the process of cooking. The outcome is not good. I am so perfectly happy eating a frozen meal or going out to eat and like supporting local. Mm. And it's like, again, so it's just, it's just another thing where it's like, this is something that you're supposed to do. It's a whole perfectionism control culture. It's like, you have to do everything this way. And if it's not you, then it's like you beat yourself up to try and be the thing, but then you still don't feel good enough, even if you are perfect, because that's not really you. <laughs> so it's like, it's an, it's an endless cycle of never feeling good enough. So I'm curious for like being 28 and so like grounded, how, why, Do, how? So I'm, much personal development. So I mean, how I was much, reading, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, how much is you, how much is learned? Oh, it's all learned. Mm. I was a bitch in high school. I was not <laughs> a nice person. I was uh -huh. literally, I wouldn't be friends with myself. So I was in high school and in college, like after high school, actually, this is a really weird experience, but I'll tell you. So mm. when I was the summer before going into college, um, I grew up in high school, like going to a church camp. Like I was, did the whole organized religion thing. And that's not what aligns with me now, but I tried it. And I would go to camp every summer, really just like for the cute boys, the church boys. <laughs> and um, then the summer before college, I went and I had to be a counselor. It was the first time being a counselor. So it was the first time I ever paid attention to like sermons um, and the Bible and like what the words in the Bible were saying. And I, after, I think it was like the second or the third day and we were singing worship songs in the camp room or whatever. And I swear I felt like something slapped me across the face 
I started bawling, crying. I had to leave, leave by myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Because whatever happened, like my brain's at a 180 within a second about the way that I thought about like life and the world and people and myself, it did a complete 180. Like before I had a lot of hate and a lot mm. of jealousy and a lot of like controlling. And then in a minute that was gone. And I started diving into, you know, the Bible and religion. I love the Bible. I think it's an awesome book. I've had mm -hmm. trouble with a lot of the organized religion um, places that I've been affiliated with that I didn't vibe with. They didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. So then I started like diving into personal development and spirituality and it aligns with me 100%. Mm -hmm. And so in college, I switched from, you know, I was a young life leader and all that stuff. Loved it. It was great sometimes. But then I switched to like just working on myself and reading personal development books. And I've been doing that since college. And that has changed me completely as well. It just kind of led me like I never had a mentor, like a life mentor. And my parents are role models, but they're not they weren't mentors per se. And so the, whatever books I read, like those are my mentors. That's cool. So have you ever have like a business mentor or anything like that now? Yeah, I have I have business mentors now. I don't really have like life mentors yet. Oh. Podcasts. I mean, I listen to podcasts, like, uh -huh. like your podcast, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And if something aligns with me, I keep listening. That's cool. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. So why I'm asking all of this is, I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> that makes sense. It's like, why else would I be asking? Um, but it's just, I'm just relating it a lot to me, right? Is, I mean, of course there's differences, but I feel like there, there, ha there is, so back to the spirituality piece, like I believe it's like, we come down for a purpose. Like we've agreed to come do the thing but we still have free will to choose, right? And to exercise that this is our purpose, this is our path, this is our gift, you know, and all, and all these things that human design, astrology, personal development, that can teach you what that is. Um, but it's like, because like when I look back at my life, I'm like, I've always been this way, quote unquote. But, I've, but yeah, but I've cultivated it by choice after choice after choice after choice. And what I mean different, right, is like we come in, like with DNA, like an imprint blueprint, like the projector thing, right? Like that doesn't mean we're all the same, but it's like you have like this special DNA and then it's like you get to choose to awaken it, to to cultivate it, to invest in it, to be free. Um, and for me, this is a really cool conversation to almost like study you, right? As far as just like, and I think it's fascinating with the whole fear piece for you is that you don't have much of it. Did you have, so when you were talking about being, you know, the bitch in high school, did you have fear then as 100%, a kid at all? So much fear, always mm -hmm. fear of like not being good enough, fear of not being like cute enough, fear of not being cool enough, fear of not having the coolest car, the coolest parents, being the best, like not having mm -hmm. the coolest clothes and not having the most money. Like just literally it was only fear. And that one moment it was just gone. Yeah. It's nuts. Do you know what a walk-in is? No. Is that so what happened? Did, so, well, did you feel like a different person? Yeah, totally. So, so it's like, so W-A-L-K-I-N, a walk in, mm -hmm. which means like, as far as like- You can in, get weird. You can get as woo-woo as you want. So, oh, we're about to go. We're going in okay. right now. <laughs> um, don't, don't have any fear about freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, essentially like 
um, do you know how like we have different fractals? Do you know what that word is? Mm -mm. Sweet. I'll tell you some things after this, but like, so essentially like your highest version of yourself, right? We technically are all fractals of God, right? Of the highest source. Like when you go up and in, into like far enough, if, I mean, time te technically doesn't exist in that form, but right. As far as like, we are all fractals of each other. Like we're all split off of source. And so, um, so why I'm the whole walk-in point is because you are now experiencing like a higher version of that fractal or your highest self. And this might not be exactly correct, but I know some spiritual peeps will know out there is that it's like a more full or possibly the most or the highest version of you is like now it enters your human body. Oh my God, that's so cool. Why? Because I was open at that point in time. I don't know. Like, so I've, I was very open at that point. Maybe. So it's like, it doesn't happen to everyone, right? Where it's, but it's essentially, it's like, cause you know how, do you know how people can like channel certain angels or certain ent yeah. entities, right? So it's like when you're channeling, cause those things it's coming through you, but it's like, it's like, instead of just channeling, it's almost like enters your human body now. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. So I'm not sure, right? But that happens with sometimes people later in life. Sometimes that happens with near death experiences, you know, where it's like where someone literally seems like someone different. It's because it's almost like an, it's not a new soul from my perspective. You know, there's technical terms to it, but for me, it just seems like uh, the quote unquote new you or the highest version of you is almost like entering. Yeah, I, I align with that for sure. I think that it makes so much sense. I mean, I'm so different <laughs> from that one experience. So, cause I look at like your demeanor and I wouldn't be surprised, right? Cause I imagine even your personality changed. Yeah, for sure. And that's, uh, so, you know, Google that or research. I mean, I'm still weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared of being weird anymore. You know, because not I've, like that weird, but. Cause if your personality changes like almost with like a snap of the fingers. Um, and you go from like crazy, worried, fearful, trying to please everyone all the time to just like calm and like centered and you know who you are. That's pretty craziest rare. thing. That's I don't cool. know how else to explain it. I love that. This is fun. So what yeah. other, so what other experiences have you, have you, so when you follow your intuition, shit you, happens. It's so crazy. People will tell me that all the time. They're like, Helen, when I'm with you, the weirdest things happen. Like, mm. like the Emma Watson thing, for example, like that mm. was so bizarre. And like last weekend or two weekends ago, I was in Atlanta and um, I was like going out with my friends. It was the day after what we talked about on, before this happened. Mm -hmm. And I ended up at Jamie Foxx's house <laughs> for like eight hours. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what it was, was just this? The, this, this was, was two weeks ago. Was this in Atlanta or LA? Yeah, in Atlanta. Okay. Like we met, we ran, met him at a bar and we all started dancing and then we just went over there for eight hours. It was crazy. And <laughs> Such like- Such a Jamie Foxx story too. <laughs> yesterday, I'm on the plane coming back from Antigua and I get like the cheapest seat in the back of the plane and I sit next to the VP of Airbnb and he like what? is mentoring me for two hours. Wait, it's what? Crazy shit happens. And he's sitting in the back of the plane? Yes, yes. That's impressive on his end too. I know. 
and just I don't know I feel like when I am doing my highest self like stuff like that happens a lot Mm. and the universe is I don't know inspiring for me that's so cool what other that's crazy yes he and I think well I know it's oh this is another cool go I love it okay so I make my mood boards on Pinterest and there's been two companies that I always are actually three companies that I repost constantly like I don't even post like marketing material from any other company except for these three recess which is like a cbd drink Mm. and um clever blends which is like a coffee drink and like cha-cha matcha and i would always make them my brand mood boards and like i hope to be like this one day and then when i'm out in malibu uh last summer i was in the rv with a friend in malibu and we walk into a hat store because it looked really cute and I meet the owner and we like immediately click. She's adorable. And she invites us over to her house that night. And the fucking founder of recess is there. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, I'm dead. You're my role model. <laughs> you have no idea how much I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> wow. It's just things like that happen. And I came from nothing. Like I, I truly came from nothing. I had $300 in my bank account when I started blender bombs. So this is really cool. I think this is such a good example because it's not about how to be like Helen. It's about how to be like yourself. For sure. Straight up. Projector life. <laughs> you know who else you should interview is Anna Grace mm. Newell. Okay. You have to tell me later about she's it. She's a projector and she's an influencer and she's so authentically herself as well. That's so, yeah, this is good. Like, it's, it's so fun to have like these conversations because which is weird, right? Because it's like, because I've wanted to talk to you, but for whatever reason, it just felt right now. Mm. And like, it wouldn't have happened exactly like this, you know? And even from going from like the, the businessy stuff, which to me isn't businessy, that's still life. Mm-hmm. Do you view, and on that note, do you view your life, like your business as an extension of your life? Yes, for sure. Because how, how, tell me how you resonate with, with this. Like I just, how I view it is like, I get paid to be me. Yeah. Like I am blender bombs. Yeah. For sure. But it's almost, but you don't, I can tell you don't over identify or attach your identity and worth to it though. No, no, I'm not at all. I mean, I'm not going to be blender bombs forever. Like I hope to get acquired one day. (laughs) Someone else can be blender bombs Uh and then I'll go do something else. You know, the smoothie bar or like tipsy spritzers or something like that. Which is as long as it's a creative outlet that I enjoy and that actually is like helping people. That's that's what matters. Like that's what's fulfilling, not just to me, but to people. Like you get the most fulfillment when you're doing something for someone else. I love it. Um, do you watch Marvel movies at all? No, uh, I've watched some. <laughs> I actually met Ross Butler at Jamie Foxx's house. Huh? And Megan Good. Look they at were this. so Isn't cool. She gave me a tarot card. What? For real? Yeah, I have it right here on my phone. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's like these. I didn't know who they were. I had no idea. I've never seen them before. Just and then, names. no, I didn't know. Like, as we were all leaving, we exchanged Instagrams. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you have 8 million followers? Who are you? And he was like, oh. Ross Feller was like, oh, I'm in a superhero movie. I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, I have lightning powers. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> that's awesome 
That's so funny. I love that. Um, but Marvel movies continue. Yeah, but why I asked is because in the third Thor, um, so Thor is you know a good one. Shout out. But what? Because his quote unquote superpower he has a hammer, right? So that the hammer of Thor. But in the the villain for the first time ever that they thought it was impossible, the villain destroys his hammer. Like literally crushes it with her bare hand. So that's sad. It's sad. (laughs) And they're like, oh like, oh shit, like what are we gonna do? But his dad dies, you know, there's a whole plot. And so yeah, spoiler alert, but um as he he's about to die and he flashes back to it's interesting, even watching these movies, like everything is just a parallel to me now of quote unquote reality or the matrix, but it's like he flashes back, you know, to or Ashley travels or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah. He's with his dad again. Astro traveling. Right. He's with his dad. And technically that's even what they're doing in Thor with the whole rainbow bridge, but whatever. That's I love it. We're getting nerdy. But it's like in that moment with his dad, his dad, he's Thor's about to get defeated and he's like, Dad, I can't beat her. She's too strong. I don't have my hammer. And he's like Thor, like, the hammer doesn't make you strong. He's like, the hammer is just the vessel which to channel your power through. And at, and at that moment, he just like, you know, all the thunder comes in his body. So instead of channeling it through his hammer, it comes through his body now. Oh, my God. And so it's actually, right, is like just those subtle things that you can apply. is like, and then he, you know, destroys her, saves the world, all the fun stuff. But it's why I bring that is because we, a lot of people attach their identity to like, this business is me. This relationship is me. Even technically this body is not really us, but it is us. You know, it's both. It's the duality, non-dualism thing. But, um, so I just thought that's cool is like, but he literally, you know, is using his power like for the first time. Wow. Ever. And so I just thought that was cool. It was like, it's very relatable to what you're talking about. Wow, that makes so much sense. I got to go watch the third Thor. <laughs> it's actually, it's the best one. It's really funny too. Good. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I totally feel like even if Flinderbombs is gone one day, like I'll still be me. Helen, this is important. Thank you for talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Flinderbombs is gone one day. I really do hope someone buys it. Mm. I can't be doing this forever. I'll get burnt out. Interesting. What is your, maybe not the word advice or guidance or just whatever you want to call it to people to know themselves or to be aligned with their truth and their highest selves? Because it's all different. But how did you personally, I know you mentioned like a ton of personal development, <laughs> but what, yeah. else, what else have you been able to like attune that alignment and get aligned with like intuition and like all the things I think for me, while you think about it, the one thing I've noticed in you in this short time is what we talked about at the beginning of the amount of mistakes that you're okay making because they aren't really mistakes to me. It's that's how you get to know yourself. That's how you find out what you like. That's how you find out what you don't like. And so you aren't constricted by this belief of failure or mistakes or perfectionism. So it's, because that's f- your freedom is in that. Yeah. And that's to me how you've 
how I see it, but I'm curious what you, what you see and feel. I just feel like people, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, to me, the most important thing is taking action. Mm. A lot of times it's people get stuck in their own heads. They get, they can't get out of their own way. They want to be X, Y, Z, but they don't take action. And what I've found is like a lot of times you need someone to help you take action, whether it's a therapist or a life coach or a best friend or a significant other, like Mm -hmm. an accountability person. If you try over and over again to take action and there's something stuck in the way, I love therapy, like accountability that really helps me. But um, also I just think it's really important, like where you spend your time. Again, that's another action step. Like, where are you spending your time and your energy and who is it with? Because I do believe that there is something or someone out there like watching over you. And if they see you doing X, Y, and Z, like they'll, they'll hook it up. This is cool because it really is. It's your, you are displaying the everything, the, Mm -hmm. all the, this and that, the in between and the nothing. And what I mean by that is like, you talk about like action, right? It's like, you still got to do the thing because you can, mm-hmm. I've worked with people it's like, they literally know everything, but they still don't do it. They can oh talk God. about it. They can, and they can logically conceive everything, but it's not embodied. Like it's not, they're not being the thing. And so it's just cool to hear you talk about, it's just how it's like, every, it's just like all inclusive. But even what I said, like, that's not going to apply. That's not going to work for someone who yep. still has fear. Yep. You know, I can repeat myself in five times, <laughs> but mm-hmm. no one's going to do anything if they still are like fearful about something. So that's when they have to come to you <laughs> and you can be their mentor or you can be their like catalyst yeah, because a I, lot of people, they're not, people aren't going to be able to do it themselves most of the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, I believe sure, you know, like for me is like, I love working with people, but it's like, I don't believe that you need to right i don't believe that anything right. needs to be fixed i don't it's like i'm not like a guru or whatever right it's like it's to me all i i call it a remembering is like all i really do is ask you questions and yeah like hold you accountable but it's really and it's i feel like this you do this as a leader too is that you make it safe to feel fear and it's safe to make a mistake it's safe to be you but a lot of people because you mentioned parasympathetic which i think is cool too because that's all that is people because you can safety yeah it's safety it's safety is everything but people don't feel safe literally to be themselves no one does and if i was working in a corporate job like i did for a few months nine to five i cried every day during lunch like i didn't feel safe Mm. so it is your environment too like you've got to i just feel lucky because i was able to create a safe environment for myself um and majority of people don't have that how so that's where it's hard i don't i don't i wouldn't even know what what to say to someone who like doesn't have a choice <laughs> but do they not have a choice they do i think baby steps is always a good yeah. good thing like one step at a time like one foot in front of the other and then it becomes a domino effect it's like compound interest like yes you take a few little baby steps and then all of a sudden you're like whoosh have and you, the, you figure it out have you read the compound effect no, I haven't. I will read that too. <laughs> what are the two books I have to read? The Compound Effect and what was the, the other one? Surrender Experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. 
so it's funny you talk so that's what the compound effect is right is like how it's like compound interest your habits or choices are the exact same um damn it i was gonna ask something what, what were we talking about before that i think you were gonna go into something about <laughs> what to say to someone like for with if they have fear of not taking action mm. well or at least i'm hoping you'd say something like that <laughs> It was someone, yeah, I guess it was just, yeah, like, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, just, just to echo you. Yeah. If, if anything is in the way, I mean, it's fear. Yes. And also just like, I do believe that you, you do become the people that you hang out with and surround yourself with. So like the podcasts you listen to, the TV mm -hmm. shows you watch, the movies you watch, like those are also the people you spend the most time with. So that's why I think it would be important for people to listen to your podcast or like similar um, podcasts, because mm -hmm. the more you hear and take action about not having fear, like you'll have less fear mm, <laughs> over time. Yeah. It really, it's just a habit. Mm -hmm. That's that's it's just, it's like a practice. It's like anything else. Um, I literally just remembered that I forgot. I oh, shit. I forget, um, <clears throat> damn it. It's got to come to you. I know. I wanted to close it up, wrap it up with this. Um, oh, is the whole, is like the choice thing is yes. Like we all have different circumstances. Like we've all come into this earth differently. Right. But it's like, yes, but we all still have choices every single day. Right. And it's, I was just in a retreat. Um, I hosted a retreat. You mentioned Sedona. That would have been dope if you ran into Emma Watson. I in know. But we were in Sedona and um this this girl she actually told this really cool story of how she when she was first diagnosed with depression and this girl this was a crazy story like she she had eight hundred dollars in her bank account the retreat you know it's like 2500 bucks and she asked on social media for people to like for support and it happened Aww. all within a week she like dude people just have to ask like that's uh -huh. how we got into Whole Foods. I asked on my Instagram story if anyone knew someone in corporate at Whole Foods. And within two hours, I had an email from someone in corporate being like, <laughs> hey, come fly down and pitch. We saw your posts. Wow. Like I'm telling you, you just have to, that asking is taking an action step. Oh, Ellen, that's good. Say that one more time. That's really good. Asking is, asking is taking an action step. Ooh, that's beautiful. Boom. That is a boom. And yeah, she was talking about when she was diagnosed with depression that her family treated her as that, like that, that became her identity. Oh my God. So I have a podcast episode called like the fear of feeling good and the fear of being healed. And a lot of the time, this is the case is that ironically you feel safe in depression because yes. when that becomes your identity and why I'm talking about this is relating back to the choice where you, like for some people, like she had a belief that she discovered at the retreat is that she will not be loved if she's not depressed. Right. And a lot so, of people feel that. Yeah. As like, it could be so many things, right. Is you get, um, enforced in a certain way. Right. And it's not wrong of the family. Of course, it's like, we are going to love you more for being like, for being, um, diagnosed as depressed. Right. So, it, but it's like, but then that's how you get validation. That's how you get attention. That's how you get acceptance. That's how you get love. So you literally have a fear of not being depressed because you subconsciously believe that you will not be loved. 
Oh my God, what do people need to do? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah, it's it's a gradual, I mean, you could, you know, go to a retreat or something immersive, like to Love like- a retreat to break that loop right because that's all that is and like enter like for me it's not even like in to me when i quote unquote my work right is like i just view myself as an instrument and like my will yeah. is the divine will but um and or it's just like anyone could do it is like you just have to once you like someone probably just heard that and they've realized something like oh i've been getting love in this way in this habit or belief that's not serving me and so it's like, oh, then I just tell myself it's actually more helpful. <clears throat> this at first, it isn't true that I will only receive love if I'm depressed. That's not true. It's not really helpful. It's actually keeping me depressed and unhappy. And then, and so many other things that are attached to that. And then it's just like, you know, I just ask like, what do I want to believe? And then you can go back to the root of like where you form this belief. And to me, it's, like what we talked about of bringing like the logical, like it's super simple, but then you bring it into your body, into your feeling, into your knowing, into your soul um, mm. through practical um, integration, which what you talked about with action is such a big thing. So it's a whole bunch of different things. But um, Helen, this is incredible. I appreciate you so much. You want smoothies? <laughs> uh, but yeah, just DM me whenever. Any questions, no questions off limits. Safe space. Uh Safe space. Well, thank you, Helen. We appreciate you. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. We'll keep in touch. All right, beautiful people. I know you were feeling this episode, and I don't think Helen gave you the best place to connect with her is. And so go to Instagram at Helen Hall. That info is in the, in the show notes as well if you want to just click and be directly linked there. But her Instagram's at Helen Hall. And also just Google Blender Bombs. Go to blenderbombs.com and you can go stock up on all the goodness and thank you so much for being here the fact that you are investing your time here with us is amazing you are an incredible human if you have any questions about working with me go to my website feeling-free.com all right y'all i will see you soon have a beautiful day <laughs>